podcast is powered by monkeyknifefight.com. Woo! We getting our fantasy football fitness on this one. We make plays physically fit on this one. We make plays every day. Hey! We make plays every day. We make plays Welcome, welcome to the Real Fantasy Playmakers. I am your host, Bogard Sky Free, and I'm really fucking excited about this one, Playmakers. You know what I'm saying? I bring to you our special guest host for the evening. You know what I'm saying? He phenomenal, phenomenal content. You know what I'm saying? I've been uh he's one of the guys I love his perspective on fantasy. And, and you know what I'm saying? We we all, you know, fantasy football is subjective. We all have different opinions, but he's one of the opinions that I actually value. Like, you know, I pay attention real close to his content because of because of that, what I just stated. You know what I'm saying? He's he's my man who I'm calling fit. Can I call you fit for short? That's perfect. Yeah, it's my man. From Fantasy Football Fit. Hey, how you doing, Fit? Thanks, man. I appreciate you for having me on. Uh, Fantasy Football Fit, first time being on here, but I appreciate you. Yeah, um, man. Just love your content, man. So, thanks for having me. Man, th- man, appreciate you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, uh, you know, my my channel and this show, or even just my channel in general, like, you know, I love being a, a hub for people to you know, perhaps discover other content creators through me. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, I saw, you know, like a like a scout. I like to call myself. You know, I always scout people's work for a while, and you know, gotcha. and people that I really enjoy their content. And then that's the ones I bring on. I don't just bring on anybody. You know what I mean? Like, and gotcha. I mean, you can attest to this too because you know, what I'm saying we we've had interactions for months on months now, and like you know, we finally made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll check this out. We're gonna. Playmakers, in this show, we're going to go ahead and talk about some overdrafted guys, some undervalued guys. We're also going to touch on uh, strength of schedule and, you know, players we should target from certain teams. And even, uh, you know, maybe some players we got to be cautious about because of, you know, strength of schedule. It could be like, you know, really bad. You know what I mean? Like a bad schedule type shit. But anyways, before we get to all that, we're going to go ahead and handle some quick housekeeping. Follow me at the GMM Network. On both Twitter and IG, go ahead and follow me at Bogart Scott Free World as well on IG, and uh, make sure you subscribe to the GMM Network on YouTube. Hit that notification uh, bell. You know what I'm saying? Go drop a comment, a like, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Also want to um, uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the Rum Boys Fantasy Network. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to the gang. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a proud uh, member of the Rum Boys uh, staff. You know what I'm saying? Also check us out at rumboys.com where you're gonna find all our latest and greatest articles on every single sport you could think of. We got a we got a a, a professional, uh, you know, where that they're the authority of, of whether it's uh, fight sports or football, baseball, basketball, hockey, etc. Man, we got it all. Check out rumboys.com for all the uh, fresh articles. You know what I'm saying? Also go ahead and click that appar- that uh that pirate ship. And get you some some apparel, you know, some some fresh drippy swag for the summer. You know what I mean? Also, want to shout out our sponsor, Milk and Honey TX, for all your CBD wellness and all your CBD goodness. Visit milkandhoneytx.com. And you heard it, for playmakers, right here in the intro. This podcast is powered by Monkey Knife Fight. Go head on over to Monkey Knife Fight. 
Use promo code GMM and we'll match your first deposit all the way up to $50. Go get on this prop action. Matter of fact, um, you're probably gonna, you're not going to hear this uh, probably until to, uh, it's too late, but there is UFC popping. You know what I'm saying? Um, we, we got ba- baseball and basketball coming back around the corner. Football's, you know, a little a little further away, but, you know, this, that's coming back too. You're going to want to get on this daily fantasy sports action. Go on monkeyknifefight.com. Use promo code GMM, and we'll match your first deposit all the way up to $50. Monkey Knife Fight, give me money. A hey, fit. Let them know where they can find you, my brother. Hey, so you're my fantasy football. Uh, Instagram is going to be fantasy football fit. Um, and then for any type of just fitness or anything like that, it's going to be Kenny King Fitness. So follow me on either of those, those channels. Yeah. And uh, I'll be sure to link all the uh, – all the links in the, in the description of this episode for all the playmakers to be sure they can find you. Um, okay, yeah, man, let's let's get right to it. So, fit, go on and uh, let us know a little bit about yourself, and uh, you know, where, you know where you're from, and uh, you know, essentially like the origin story of, of you, you know, becoming a fantasy football content creator. Okay, uh, so I'm originally from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Got out support. Um, I actually came to Virginia just for college, Virginia State University. Um, after four years, I just stayed in the area, so that's why I'm in Virginia right now. Um, but I'm definitely originally from Connecticut, uh, so Bridgeport. Um, when it comes to fantasy football, it's crazy because um, mainly the corona is the reason why I started oh, <laughs> my, my Instagram. <laughs> so um, those are, those who don't know, um, I do work in a, a, a normal nine to five. I work in IT, um, but on the side, I'm big on big in fitness. That's why you get the name Dance Football Fit. Yeah. Um, fitness is important. I always try to, you know, help other people reach their fitness goals. So while working my IT job on the side, I was doing personal training, um, running the boot camp and that as well. So just like a lot of businesses, um, the corona pretty much shut down everything. So um, at the time, I just had a lot of free time in the morning and in the evenings. Um, I always wanted to start a fantasy football page. Um, in the past, but I just never mm-hmm. had that free time, so Corona kind of, like, kind of just freed that up for me. So, um, hey man, you, you know what? You're not the you're not the only content creator that has uh, came my way, and uh-huh. uh, and and has a similar origin story because you know, I mean, what it's been like five months, maybe or not five months since February. I want to say when the when yeah. it, right and like. You know, I mean, the cliche saying is, look, if the world's going to give us lemons, we're going to go ahead and make some lemonade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, I feel you. Because literally, I think, because I, I train people out of my apartment gym. So, I think the beginning of March is when the apartment gym, they say, shut they shut it down. We can't use it. Um, so, it just gave me a lot of free time. And then that's when I, like I said, in the past, I played fantasy football um, roughly over nine years. So, I have a lot of experience. And when I was playing in certain leagues, I always had a lot of people ask me suggestions. You know, who should I start? And I would always provide tips. And I was always a go-to person. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, I always wanted to start it. So I was like, this is the best time. You know, I have a lot of free time. Um, and I'm working from home with my IT job. So I can definitely go ahead and get it started. But uh, but shout out to you, man, because literally, you were probably, you were like the first person that when I posted that reached out and said, you know, you like my content. And it gave me confidence. You know, I knew I was pretty good with my um with my post but i definitely appreciate you a lot just hey, me- no problem i i i tend to call a spade a spade you know what i mean i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm you know what i mean like your, your shit is dope so i'm like yo you're dope man keep it up you know what i mean i appreciate I, it, I wouldn't have uh i wouldn't have guessed that you you know you were actually a, a you know a fairly newer uh page you know what i mean because mm-hmm. you're very 
you're very knowledgeable. I mean, I, I guess it does come from nine years of, of being engaged in fantasy football. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, really awesome content. That's why I was like, I, and you know, and, and, um, and I know, you know, uh, during the Corona at one point when it, you know, it opened back up for, for you guys out, out that way. And you're like, yo, bro, you know, um, I'm getting back to my, my, my uh, personal training. So we'll find time. And you know what I mean? And then you actually reach back out at one point. And you're like, yo, I'm good on the weekends. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Cause I'm, yeah. I usually reserve Saturdays for like Saturdays. I, bro, I work right around the clock. You know what I mean? I like, bet you do. But, <laughs> yeah. And like Saturdays or anyone, cause also, cause I work remotely too. Like I, I've always made my own job, you know, whether it was a studio or like, you know, or uh, in this case, you know, doing the podcast, like, you know, I'm always all in on stuff. So Saturdays are usually like my day where I could chill. But I was like, so I, when you said Saturday, I was like, perfect. Because I never schedule anything on Saturday. So I was like, because I go, I'll go above and beyond for people's availability. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not any, trying to act like I'm any kind of somebody. Like, listen, these are the times you, you, you with it or not. Like, no, I'll, <laughs> I'm flexible when it comes to, uh, you know, to other people's time. Because I mean, I, I'm always considerate of other people's time. I mean, the, the fact that, you, you know, you made time to do the show. Like I, you know, I appreciate that in itself. So I, I, I never take people for granted or anything like that, man. And, and I, yeah, man, I, it, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually, you kind of influenced, I mean, uh, inspired me right now, just knowing that you've only been doing this for a little bit amount of a time. Cause I've only go back since, sep- since September, you know what I mean? So I, I started back in September. So yeah. And so it's like, man, about, man, it, it kind of inspires me, man. You've, you've been able to accomplish a lot in a small period of time. Yeah, man, I mean, luckily, like I said, with you and some other people that really like my content, you know, really have, you know, shared my stuff, so I, I, I just been, like I said, I'm just thankful um, to continue to move forward, and, you know, you guys have definitely helped, so, you know, we definitely reached out, I was going to definitely find a time, but just figuring out what's worked best with the schedule and everything, so. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so now, let's, let's go ahead and get to this good fantasy-ism, you know what I mean? Okay. So... Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't, you know, it's kind of a cheat code because I do follow your your page, where it's, I'm, I am kind of aware of you know some of the some of these uh, you know like the questions that I, I I was I was fully aware that you know you've covered you know a ton of this stuff already, so it'd be easy for you to elaborate because I actually you know love your takes on some of these questions. So let's start with the first one. You know, on your page you did mention about some overdrafted players that you want to be wary of and. Uh, Let's go ahead and start. Let's go ahead and start at the at the running back position. Go ahead and let, okay. yeah. Let me know a player that you that you believe in twenty twenty is, is is definitely overdrafted. So I feel like right now Aaron Jones is probably one of the top players that I have. That's oh yeah. Look, that's overdrafted. Um, his ADP right now is at two hundred six. Um, so that's pretty much right after right after the first round going yeah. to the beginning of the second. Oh yeah. So you know I'm really I'm definitely worried about him only because last year. He scored a ton of touchdowns, right? He had 16 yeah. touchdowns. That's not going to replicate into this cup coming season. Um, and then one big thing is, you know, the, if you know the Green Bay offense, their coaching staff really doesn't care about who's playing. They want to share the low 50-50. Yeah, so they yeah, Matt LaFleur is kind of, yeah, Matt yeah. LaFleur is kind of a dickhead like that. I mean, even when he, even his time in Tennessee, like, you know, he was just like, yo, feed Derrick Henry, but he kept getting Deion Lewis involved and like, yeah. yeah. Okay, continue, continue. I, and he said at the beginning of the season last year, and he was just like, you know, that's just that's my model. That's what I'm always going to do. So for, for for all the running backs that's going roughly before him or right after him, these are all running backs that get the full workload. Um, so I would rather you know go after you know they did they also drafted AJ Dillon you know uh, pretty much a decent high draft pick. So I would rather go after someone later if I know that 
any any running back that's going to be with Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. So it gets to the resume. So I'd rather go with AJ Dillon, or you know, if they keep Jamal Williams on the team, I'd rather draft him a lot later. That's going to get the same, almost the same workload as Aaron Jones, um, and do well. And one thing a lot of people don't realize with Aaron Jones is he's not that good. At, he's not a big back, so he's not that good about pass blocking. So. Yeah, and Did Jamal Williams, pass? Jamal Williams mm-hmm. is graded high as a pass protector. Yeah. Uh, in pass He's protection. really good. Yeah. So have you seen a lot of games when the when the Green Bay got down, they went to Jamal Williams because clearly Aaron Rodgers has a job back. Um, and then you know if the Green Bay Packers is up, which is not you know not typical. You know the secondary is not the best, so they you know they have to they have um, to try to control the, time of possession too. Yeah. So, so and you know. And like you said, Aaron Jones, he does have a history also of being injured. So, and they yeah. they're, they're fully aware of that. So they don't give him you know twenty t- carries a game. And and at the same time, as someone with about like, something about Aaron Jones that people don't realize is, you know, he got a spike in production those three weeks that uh, that Jamal Williams was out. You know what I mean? And people that is true. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. And like, because he really he really only averaged like thirteen carries a game. You know what I mean? And you know, so you had to you know, and I, I will say this. Extremely efficient with with the the limited touches that he got. He's a great running back. If they would yeah. give him the full workload, I would take him easily in the first round. For I sure. Work, but they're not giving him that much workload. You know, yeah. different coaches team. You know, if he was the Vikings head coach or someone else, then I would definitely love you know running, going with him and playing. But it's just like I said, it's nothing. Guards, it's not, there's no knock on Aaron Jones. It's just the coaching staff, the coaching scheme. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I'm looking at you know him as someone I'm just looking to pass. Yeah, bro, and, and and you know, okay. So I I got one. Uh, got one more thing to add to about AJ Dillon. Like, when you know these rookies are gonna start off slow, but he will get acclimated eventually. And like he is, he comps he comps to Derrick Henry, like size wise. He's a big. He's a yeah. Big so he's, he's immediately yeah. So he, that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I comp him to Derrick Henry. And you know, it's no coincidence that Matt Lafleur would look at a guy like that because he did have Derrick Henry at one point. Oh, uh, that is true. That so, is true. And, and, I would say, like, don't be surprised, playmakers, if you see this this kid, A.J. Dillon, start vulturing a bunch of, t- of goal line touches from Aaron yeah. Jones. And, like, we don't like that. So, I mean, and efficiency already is something hard to replicate. Like You know what I mean? Like, I, I would say the only, the only uh, person in the league I feel that really – can repeat efficiencies like Russell Wilson because he's just amazing. Like, yeah, he's just amazing. Yeah, like uh, in, in, on a low he pass. The ball like 15 times, man. Yeah, and he like, throws four touchdowns. touchdowns. <laughs> for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, but, so um, I, I, I got one for you, uh, running back. Uh, Austin Eckler, man. I think he's being overdrafted. You know what I mean? Uh, people are, you know, they're excited about him this year because, you know, because he, he got paid. He's the guy. But he's he's on that one-two turnaround. You know what I mean? Like, he, he goes like, you know, 201, 202 type, you know, he's, he's in that range. And, like, you know, people, they they look at his last year's stats and, like, he damn there had a 1,000 uh, thousand yards through the air. He only had, like, 500 rushing. But, you know, Melvin yeah. Gordon was there. So people were like, oh, now he's going to get the full load. You know, Anthony Lynn, he's one of those coaches too, you know, former running back himself, you know, running back coach as well. Like, he, he always keeps a stable of backs. And, like, there is – uh, it's not an extreme timeshare, but there is still a timeshare. So even if it is 70-30, and we like that yeah. for Austin Eckler. But here, yeah. here's, here's the thing with Austin Eckler's receptions. It was with Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers had one of the quickest – Bro, he had one of the quickest releases. You know what I mean? Like him and Tom Brady, because they, they both had bad lines for years, whereas all that pressure is coming through. They got to they gotta get rid of it fast. 
I mean, like, like you know, I've said this joke a number of times, but Philip Rivers, he definitely has eight kids because he has one of the quickest releases. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 bro, like, when that pressure's coming through for Tyrod Taylor, I, I mean, he got weak. I mean, they call him T-Mobile for a reason. Like, you know, he's going to – he might run more than, you know, in those situations than, you know – because obviously Phillip Rivers was a statue in the pocket. You know what I mean? But, you know, so yeah. I, that that's the one thing I, I'm weary about because – and then they also got Josh Kelly and they still got Justin Jackson, like – you know, because Austin Eckler, he here's the thing that you what that what I will say about Austin Eckler, they use him in every facet, so that's great. That's the only reason why I'm not worried about taking yeah. him super high because they use him. But the one thing I'm worried about too is how quick do they move on from Tyrod? Because if they go yeah. on to the next quarterback, then I'm more worried because we don't know what he can do. Like yes, yeah. I agree, Philip Rivers, he's a check down passing machine. That's why I kind of like um, what's this? What's the check down passing? Himes? Yeah, Naeem Hines, yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, I like that. I like that fit. That's a good yeah, call, fit. I like fit. him a lot because he's, you know, he's someone that a lot of people know about. But I feel like with Eckler, if they're going to use him all over the field like they did last year, um, then I feel like he'll be okay. And PPR, and standard leads, I'm a little nervous because he might not get as many touchdowns. And let's but be real. PPR, let's be real, fit. This, I know me and you are in an agreement. All the playmakers, <laughs> if you're out there and you're not playing PPR – Reconsider your fantasy life. Oh yes, <laughs> please. This is a PPR, yeah, PPR show. Yeah, that's your 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 the, the player pool is extremely vast compared to like standard. You know what I mean? Like we're not like we're we're, we're not looking at Naeem Himes in standard. You know what I mean? We're you know what I'm yeah, saying? We're, yeah. But okay, so so go ahead and hit me hit me with another one. Hit me. Uh, let's go receiver. What, what what's the receiver you feel is being overdrafted? So for receiver, I got Mike Evans. He's going. Oh, uh, I love that. that. I love that call. I'm totally on board with that. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. He's going super high. He's going 302 right now. So a lot of people don't realize that he's going right. But he's going before um, receivers like um, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup. Um, We're going before Robert Woods. But a lot of people don't realize the reason why, like what what, um, Winston did last year was is pretty much not doable again this year, in my opinion. He had two wide receiver ones on his team. Yeah. Um, And and because he was was also the president. Yeah, I was about to say, and he's on top of that, he's the president of the Pick Six Club. So it's like yeah, he was so. in holes all day. You know what I'm saying? Every game. Yeah, and like if someone you like know, Tom Brady's gonna be able to sustain drives, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's the thing. Like he had 30 interceptions last year. You take Tom Brady's last three seasons, he still didn't amount to 30 interceptions. So Tom oh, Brady usually he's gonna throw about maybe eight, eight to ten, ten interceptions. So it's not gonna be as many shootouts. So it's not gonna be as many points. Now I'm not worried at all about uh, Godwin because oh, yeah. you know, Tom Wade is always he's always been the type of person that uh, targeted the, the slot receiver you know you yep, got him in yep. you know Wes Welkler so you're not worried about him but Tom Brady the only only time he has um, had you know um, pretty much supported two wide receiver ones was back in 2008 that's when he had, yeah, like, when he had a Welker and a, and a yeah, and after that you know yes when Moss was there Moss he went crazy but you oh, know yeah. he had that was, you know, years and years ago. Um, so I wouldn't take uh, Mike Evans that high. You know, I would say that, like I said, they're not going to be scoring as many points. Their defense, I feel like, going to be a lot better this year uh, oh, yeah. compared I to mean, last year. They had the number one run defense last season, and yeah. the, their secondary was bad. And I think yeah. I think it had a lot to do with, you know, uh, Jameis Winston, you know, getting them bad field position. You know, you throw a pick, yeah. it goes all the way down to the goddamn red zone, and then they throw <laughs> yeah. a touchdown, and it, and it fucks the, the secondary's numbers up. So I will say, like, you know, the arrow is pointing up with somebody. 
Like, because listen, they had the leading sack rusher last year. If you have someone like Tom Brady who can get you your defense to play with a lead, they're going to be able to pre- play the, uh, Todd Bowles type of defense. His type of his type of scheme is send you know yeah, send pressure, a lot of pressure, course. a lot of pressure on the on opposing QBs. So your secondary doesn't necessarily need to be shut down because they're going to get a lot of contested balls thrown their way. But yeah, yeah, and, and, their defensive line is amazing. Oh yeah, that front seven is nasty, bro. And and I will say this too, with Mike Evans, he is a gigantic man. Like he's a, obviously a red zone target, but when you bring in guys like, you know, Gronk or like you know, or you yeah, already you have OJ Howard. Yeah, like yeah, that those red zone targets. You know what I mean? And here's the thing too. Yes, Mike Evans had you know consecutive thousand yard seasons. Uh, you know, in his in his career, like his whole entire career. But yeah. he did it on the back of like uh, you know like averaging 150 targets or you know yeah. 140 awesome. targets like and his catch rate his catch percentage is pretty poor so he needed all those targets because he's not efficient he he kind of has bad hands but and then also you throw in the fact that you know coming off that significant hamstring like was it was it a torn hamstring or was it just a tweaked hamstring yeah I think, I, I think I'm not sure it was torn or not but it was definitely a significant injury because he missed what the last two last two games of the season yeah they like shut him, yeah they shut him down yeah 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 okay well I, I should have looked into that more but either way I'm 100% on board with you I'd rather I'd rather take Chris Godwin he's probably the only one I'm looking at and uh I mean, and here's one thing that I, w- I do want, want to point out about Chris Godwin. He has God and win in his name. You know <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, Chris Godwin, he should be fine. I think, you know, Tom Brady's always did good with the slot receiver. I, and like I said, Gronk is going to get his targets too, so it's going to be hard. Like, I, I, you know, they didn't take – Gronk didn't go out didn't, didn't come out of retirement not to play. Like, he's going to yeah. get his target. So and, I feel and like he's gonna, he is also a phenomenal blocker, so – He's gonna be on the field in all those those goal line packages, no matter what, because whether he's blocking or he's there to be a target. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that definitely, yeah, it, it, they're gonna be fun to watch, though. You know what I mean? I I, I, I am excited to see the Bucks this year. But yeah, so I got one for you. You actually mentioned his name, Cooper Cup. I think I think Cooper Cup's being overdrafted, and here's why. I first of all, I love him as a talent. Great hands, great route running, but he really shines in the as a slot receiver. You know, yes. when, you know when Tyler Higby last year started bubbling, right? Remember he started, he started, he started really doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it was five game streak where he had like ten plus targets. Oh yeah, like he, yeah, he was averaging like twelve targets a game. And like, here's the <laughs> thing, they because they their line was so bad that they were like, you know, and Sean McVay, he is a genius as a as a, as an offensive uh, a guru. You know, what I mean, he was like, you know what, we're gonna switch yeah. to twelve personnel. So they started playing a ton more twelve personnel because they needed help to block, and then, you know, obviously, I can go back, and I remember Sean McVay with, in Washington, and when they when they ran a ton of 12 personnel, it was Jordan Reed who was eating a lot. But see, here's the point, is that, like, it takes, when they run 12 personnel, it takes uh, a Cooper Cup out of the slot, and it pushes him out wide. And, like, he's not great against, against you know, real coverage, like, number one, you know, outside cornerbacks. They, you know, if you get him on an island, it's all bad. Like, he's just, his numbers show it, you know what I mean? Like, like, remember, he had that 200-yard outing against uh, against the Bengals. Then the next week, yeah. the Rams played the Steelers, and you know you, you got you know uh, even yeah, though he even though he's older, yeah, you got he had Joe Hayden on him, and, and Joe Hayden shut him down. He had zero catches. You know what I mean? And it's like, and Joe Hayden's you know he was one of the top corners like five years ago. You know what I mean? Like. He's, yeah, they got some other corners in the studio that's, that's higher rated than Joe, than Joe Hayden right now. So. Yeah, and they had, and I just remember that game, Joe Hayden was working him. Like, it was just like, wow. And you know what I mean? Like, 
even Joe yeah. Hayden's old ass. You know what I mean? But still, so I mean, how how you feel about that? You think you think I'm I'm so, too crazy? Because so, I love Cooper Cup. Exactly, he's a great talent. I think he's going roughly uh, in like the third or fourth round. Yeah. Um, if you look at him more, if you have him as a wide receiver one, I would be worried. I wouldn't want him as a wide receiver good one. Point. Good point. As a wide receiver, the wide receiver two, I, I wouldn't mind taking him there. Um, I think Woods was the one that I look more as a wide receiver one. Yeah. You see, like you mentioned last year, he's the one that kind of got that majority of that work. Yeah. But Cooper Cup, you can see the end of the season, the last five or six games, they really pushed his beat to get a lot more work, and Cooper Cup didn't get as much uh, targets. And he didn't get as much playing time. His, his playing time dropped to like 60, um, 60% yeah, at the last snaps. couple of games yeah. of the season. So. And I, I, I mean, wonder if uh, it's not like they they, they didn't come at they, they needed those games to get into the playoffs, so they had a formula and they went forward with that. So we'll we'll see how they set the beginning of the year. The offensive line didn't really improve as much, you know. All. I think they're yeah. still like pretty much the same boat, so we'll see. Yeah, and and uh I you know, even just thinking about it right now, maybe, you know, coming off the ACL, you know, maybe he start it started to wear on him, you know what I mean, towards you know That's true. Yeah, I just I actually just thought of that right now. So maybe maybe um maybe I shouldn't just totally write off Cooper Cup this year. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean like I said, wide receiver two, I'm fine with him. Wide yeah. receiver one, I'm a little yeah. little more worried because we don't know what kind of authors they're gonna do on beginning of twenty uh twenty twenty. You know, they might go back to Tyler Hibbert um yeah. getting majority of the targets. If they do that, then you know Cup is not gonna be as good. That's why I say I think Woods is a, is a safer. Oh player. yeah, I love Bobby Woods. I'm a, I'm a Bobby Woods truther. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, let's go in, uh, let's go with some, some with some tight ends. What, what, what you got for me? So for a tight end, I feel like one person that's uh, being over that's being over drafted um, is going to be um, the Browns tight end. Um, oh yeah, and, Austin Hooper. One hundred percent agree. C- continue. He's going super high right now, and, th- and a lot of people are drafting him based on last year. They're like, oh, he was with the Falcons. He was getting a ton of targets. But remember, even the Browns now, they, that's completely different offense. They already got two They got two uh, players that's going to get majority of targets. Odell's going to get 11 team last year. And, you know, um, and Landry was right behind. Oh, yeah. Right behind Odell. Yeah, they, they both had over 100 targets. For, I think Odell had like yeah. 130, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and like I said, even with Baker Mayfield, uh, I'm a little nervous with him. Like, you know, can he support, you know, uh, three you know, top players? I don't, I don't think he can. You know, I feel like it's, I feel like it, the, the coaching staff is going to put Baker more of like a game manager. They want to run the ball a lot more. You know, they got a new coaching scheme, you know, play defense. I don't think they're going to be throwing the ball a ton because last year we've seen, you know, Baker, he did turn over the ball a lot. It was the offensive line was not the best last year. They made some moves, but I still feel like, um, you know, he's not going to be the best. And they still kept um, – What's the one back? What's the other quarter? The other tight end that wanted to. Uh, 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 David and Joku. They kept the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joku, yeah. He's still there. They didn't trade him yet. Yeah, hopefully yeah. they do, but and they don't. Gonna, they want to use him. It is Kevin Stefanski there, and he, you know, coming from the Vikings, like when you look at his time with the Vikings, they did run a ton of 12 personnel, so they need mm-hmm. David and Joku. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know, now you have now you got to worry about being an Austin Hooper owner like that. You know, there's another tight end on the field same time as him. You know what I mean? And like, you know what I mean? And here's the thing too: is like, like coming from coming from uh, Atlanta where he was in a, a dirt cutter system and dirt cutter system like the tight end position, they demand like 17% of the target market share. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, like that's why I'm actually really big on Hayden Hurst this this season. You know what I mean? Oh yes, Hayden yeah. Hurst is like yeah. check the box, give him the ball. Because also with Hayden Hurst, a lot of people don't realize 
uh, Mohamed Sanu's gone, and also, um, uh, like I said, the, the quarterback just went to the Browns. He's gone. So there's a ton of open targets that's there. Oh, yeah. Um, and and Hurst, you know, he's going late. I think he's going roughly in, like, the 10th round. So Yeah, uh, and you know what, too? Like, in the, the industry the industry's getting, like, bigger on him. He's been moving mm-hmm. up, man. Like, I, I've yeah, seen him going, like... Because people have been realizing that, you know, he's a, he's a still... So hopefully he doesn't go up too high, you know. I right know, now. right? You know, I like his value. Let, you know what? Let, let's, let's stop talking about him so they don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll keep him a secret. <laughs> you feel nah, me? Hey. Okay. All right, well, I got I got one for you. I want to say yeah. Darren Waller is being... Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, not not only did... You know, Darren Waller, first of all, he was, he was, uh, he, he, he was positively affected... Or he benefited. There you go. He benefited from the fact that there was like no weapons there, you know. No to, and then uh, the top wide receiver got hurt last year too. Um, yeah, Tyrell, Tyrell the Gazelle. Oh yeah. Yep. So they had no one there. Yeah, and, and like, and here's another thing too. They when they are on the goal line, they run a lot of twelve personnel. Uh, you know, a lot of go in there as their base package down there at the yeah. goal line. So Darren Waller got a lot of touchdowns snaked away from him from like Moreau or whatever his name is. Like, and <laughs> now you, yeah, bro. And like now you you go ahead and you bring in someone like Jason Witten, and then you draft a ton of new you know weapons like three yeah, legit yeah, weapons. A lot, a lot of receivers. Yeah, so I'm I'm off Darren Waller in that sense. I'm I think he's being yeah, overdrafted. He's, he's too high. I think he's going in like roughly like the sixth round. Um, and, and see, you would so think that's value. Like, that's really value, but I just don't see the target market share being as high as yeah, it no. was last year. No, I mean, like I said, this is like you mentioned earlier. He was their number one option on the team. That was it. Yeah. You know, you know Tyron Williams, Tyron Williams was, this is the first time he ever was the wide receiver one on his team. So he got the number one corner. So, you know, he wasn't getting that many targets. And then he was, he was, Waller was the best other option. So, and, yeah, um, I think this year it's going to be different. And I'm, I'm also personally, I, I can't stand him. I lost two Super Bowls last year, and those teams and both had Waller. God damn it. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, Waller was great last <laughs> he year. Was. He was. But I, people don't realize with Waller, they got him for free last year. He was literally like a waiver wire pickup. Yeah or, or if no you were, yeah, or if you were smart, like, like, like bro, like, I had a ton of Mark Andrews and Darren Waller because I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to wait on tight end. I'm going to get one of these two guys. And yeah, in, in some leagues... I got both of them in some leagues just to see, you know what I mean? Like to see how, who pans out. That, that I'm doing that a lot this year with like Hayden Hurst and like John U. Smith. Like I will draft yes. two tight ends just to see which one works. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Cause tight end is also one of the positions that if you could diagnose it, you know, correctly and, and, and not have to reach early on these guys. Like I'm a 49er fan. I love George Kittle, but I'm like, dude, I can't pay a second round draft capital yeah, for him. I mean, he's worth it, but then also, I mean, like, I'd, there, I'd rather have a running back there, or I'd rather have a, a yeah. you know, a, re- a receiver there, like, you know, I'm like, because there's, there's a ton of late round tight ends I'm, I'm big on, so that also, yeah, that also, I, I, I would, I agree, I wouldn't spend that high of a draft capital, capital one that if you were in like a ten team league or something that's really small, yeah, okay, that's different. Speed, high, you know, spending high, but if you're in a twelve team league or more, you need to, you know, wait to get a tight end late. There's some yeah. great tight ends late that you can get. No, oh, pretty yeah. much. Okay, so let's go on to QB. Who, who's the QB you think is being overdrafted right now? So, honestly, all the big names, in my opinion, are being overdrafted. Yeah, very so, true. Like, you know, you have, like, the Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. They're all going in the beginning of the second round. Yeah, you know, that's, like I it, that's nuts. 
Like I mentioned before, if, they're, if they are, if you're in a 10-team league, okay, I can see you reaching for a quarterback. Because in those leagues, you know, it's, everyone's going to have a top quarterback. Everyone's going to have a great team in a 10-team league. You know, you want That's just, true. you know, at the end of the day, you want a high-end quarterback to kind of get have to bridge that gap and make your team a lot better. But if it's a 12-team league, I, I both of these players, remember last year with Lamar Jackson, he was drafted extremely late. Some people got him off, you know, really late in drafts. You know, so a lot of people didn't have to pay it at all with, for him. Now yeah. he's taking him in the second round. I, th- I still think he finishes the first. However, you know, at the end of the day, if you see, if you draft him this year, running backs are, it's not that many high-end running backs this year. So at the second round, I'd rather go out to running back and then go and get a, 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 a quarterback yeah, late. It's, I think running, I actually just, uh, uh, this episode will be available by the time the playmakers hear this. But, uh, I just did an episode all about draft strategy and like because of this year and running running back heavy is something that like I promote this year because there's so much value at receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this is late. yeah bro. And really? like I've been finding myself going running back, running back, running back even. You know what I mean? And like targeting the T.Y. The Hilton's of the world, the yeah. Allen Robinson's, the, um, the, 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 the Robert Woods. You know what I mean? Even, yeah, even good. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I like I said, I'm a, I'm a big running back player. Like, and Matt, like I said, if you're in a custom league where you have like you know one, you have get three wide receivers and one running back. Clearly, you're going to make some adjustments. But oh yeah, for sure. I wouldn't recommend at all going after Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to still finish number one. But number one that you pick, you're playing uh, you know high draft capital for. I'd rather get someone else that can still finish in the top twelve, but it's going to be a lot cheaper. You know, I, a lot of people don't realize. I'm gonna Matthew Stafford last year. He was he was he was pretty much oh, top yeah. five. He was pacing to, to be a top three him. for sure. He would have if he yeah. 16 game pace. Mm-hmm. He would have finished top three for sure. Yeah, and yeah. he's going in like the tenth round now. So that's that's someone I'd rather get. That I like that. I like you know you know who uh, if I can't get Matt Ryan, I I find myself you know Ooh, and, Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah I find yeah, myself ending up with a. Um, you know what? They, 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 that's kind of a spoiler alert because I'm actually going to highlight him in this next segment. But, but yeah. So I'll give you one too. Um, actually, I kind of backpack your take on this one. A lot of the the top end quarterbacks are definitely overdrafted. Even Lamar, and, and I do want to highlight Lamar Jackson just, uh, just a little bit because his efficiency was through the roof. Like, and yes, we're, we're not going to. Yeah, like I mean, only 3,200 passing yards with 30 something touchdowns. Like. Yeah. You know, and then, then all the rushing numbers, obviously. But so he was essentially like uh, an RB, what a high end RB two built into a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he was running for hundred yards, a, you know, a game and like a rushing touchdown, something crazy. Like his his floor was extremely high. His floor was like fifteen to twenty points. So that's like amazing for a quarterback. And I do, but I feel like go ahead, go, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was saying that I feel like teams are going to be more adapted to his play now. They got a year of tape. Now they're going to be the just. You saw the Titans how they played him. I feel like a lot of teams are going to adjust to that now. Yeah. They're going to be aware. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a Niner fan, so I remember Greg Roman with us, and, like, you know, we had, you know, Darren Waller. I mean, not Darren Waller. We had, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Walker. We had, yeah. uh, uh, damn, what is his name? From ten- He was at Tennessee for a while. Uh, yeah, but anyway, they had Walker. They had Vernon Davis. Like, you know what I mean? That yeah. system. Yeah, and it's like if you could if you take that away, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, is is Marquise Brown really gonna take that step that we hope he is? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's he's what like 165 pounds soaking wet, so it's like he's he's really a burner. Yeah, he's a great route runner, but maybe maybe we see more Lamar Jackson as a passer this year because those rushing numbers are definitely gonna come down. I, I maybe yeah. I give him a floor of like 700 yards rushing, but still, I, I'm still not paying a, a second. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. And then, yeah, that's that's being generous. You know what I mean? 
But I'm not yeah. I'm not giving him a, I'm, I'm not paying a second round draft capital when there's other quarterbacks that I feel like, you know, I'm, I I could wait on. I mean, there's literally yeah. 32 starting quarterbacks for me. You know what I mean? And there's only you know, uh, I agree. Yeah, there's a only a, you know 12 there's only 12 RB1s as it stands in the beginning of the year. 12 12, you know, WR1s. Like I I want to get one of those guys. If if there's 32 I want a couple because you know people get injured all the time. Oh yeah, and then that's how you and that's how you get to the promised land, playmakers. You make sure <laughs> your first five picks is like, you don't really want to dick around. You know what I mean? You don't want to. You want to you want to go with a mixture of floor and and upside players. You know what I mean? Like guys that have a solid floor and with up built in upside. You know what I mean? You don't want to go swinging for the fences. You know what I'm saying? Like because yes, Lamar Jackson. We know he Lamar Jackson is he, you know he is phenomenal. Let's I'll be clear. I'm just saying like. In drafts, I don't know if I could pay that. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean it. Okay, so now let's go. Let's go the inverse of of this first segment to players that we think are undervalued. You know what I mean? And uh, let's let's keep it in chronological order. We'll go ahead with uh, running backs. Okay. So one person that I feel like it's, it's being slept on right now is going to be James White. He's going. Ooh, I like that. Sixth round. He's a sixth round draft pick right now. Remember, um, Tony Michelle still recovering from the injury. Um, also, now they got Cam, and you saw how he did with Chris McCaffrey, yeah. lost for Patrick. Um, and then you have to remember last year too, James White was getting roughly fifty percent of the of the running of the rush attempts, yeah. even with you know, Rex Burkhead and um, Sonny Michelle being there. A lot of people assume that the Patriots defense is elite. However, they played that we scheduled at the beginning of the season. If you see when they start playing harder teams, they mm. were not in a lot of uh, longer games. Good point. So they. Yeah, so I feel like he's going to get a ton of targets. You know, he finished at running back 18 last year in PPR. So I feel like, honestly, in the sixth round, you know, you can get a running – you can get, easily be a running back two for you or higher with Cam being there. So I, I, I really like James White a lot this year. That's – wow. Okay. James White is, is – I see – man, this is why I appreciate your content because I, I feel like great minds think alike. James White was at the top of my undervalued list. So I'll go with my number oh. – I'll go with my number two guy. This is going to sound crazy as fuck, playmakers. So bear with me. Darius Geis. Darius Geis. Okay, I, like, I like Darius. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, people are so scorned by his injury history because, yes, he's he gets injured. But you got Scott Turner over there now. Scott, We've seen what Scott Turner did with, with um, Christian McCaffrey. Like the way, I'm not saying that Darius Geis is Christian McCaffrey, but – I'm saying that the, the way he's they're going to use him. He's a great talent, though. He's a yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a great talent. And, like, they're going to utilize him in every facet. They're going to move around on the field. He's going to be involved in the passing game. Adrian Peterson is a great runner, but he's not a great pass catcher by any means. Yeah, so that's not his specialty. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I, I want to say Darius Geis is going, like, in I, the last time I checked, he was, like, in, he had an eighth-round uh, dra- yeah, uh, draft. Yeah, he's an eighth- or ninth-round pick. So that's, that's a steal, I mean, because – Clearly, he is going to be the starting running back for the Redskins. They got rid of Chris Thompson. He's no longer there. Yep. So it's just him and Adrian Peterson. They drafted a rookie running back, but that's like later on. They just been a high draft capital on him. So yeah. So yeah. So he's, he's and, and he's a rookie too. This, this the, the rookies this year they're gonna start off extremely slow. Take, yeah. Just take, oh yeah. Okay. So wait, wait, give give me one for for receiver. So receiver, um, I got Jameis Crowder. I think uh, he's going super late in drafts too. Uh, Jameson Crowder, he's going, his ADP right now is in the back of the 10th round. Um, a lot of people don't realize last year the problem was is he finished as a wide receiver 26, but remember, 
um, Darno, um, Darno, his quarterback, he missed the first five weeks yeah. due to the catch in uh, mono. So from week six to sixteen, he was the wide receiver nineteen. So he's wow, easy. I wasn't aware receiver. of that. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a PPR machine. Yeah, so he gets he's, and he plays in the slot, so he doesn't have to worry about getting the top covers, um, the top corners to come to the slot. So and then remember, uh, Robbie Anderson is no longer there either. Yeah. So, so, so yes. you know, they have a lot, you know, a lot of open targets. So I, I mean, I really like him. You know, he's going in the tenth. You know, if you can, and they brought in they brought in a um, Denzel Perryman or not Denzel yeah. uh, Brashad Perryman. Doctor Perryman, yeah, yeah, and then, and then they exactly. also drafted Just Denzel Mims. Receiver. Yeah, they, they drafted Denzel Mims. So mm-hmm. there, there is going to be, and they're good enough to take away coverage. So you know what I mean? Like you said, like he's going to be in that slot. He's, he's probably going to be like uh, uh, exclusively in the slot. And and we, yeah. man, I having him as a flex or even like a you know a third, your your your, your fourth receiver, yeah, you, you're not mad at that. He's you know what I mean? Okay, here. So mine's kind of similar. It's another slot guy, Anthony Miller. I, I think people are, Ooh, yeah, Anthony Miller, I forgot about him. He's he, good. He, yeah, yeah, because I, I mean we've seen his first two years, he he flashed a ton. And like yeah. you remember last season everybody was really big on uh DD Westbrook? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And and because of Nick Foles loves the slot guy, you had John yeah. D. Felipe John D. Filippo was there from the Eagles with Nick Foles. Now he was in Jacksonville. And then and then there were everyone was excited for DD Westbrook. I'm using yeah. the same logic. I'm using the yeah. same logic because now Nick Foles and uh, John D. Filippo are there. You know what I'm saying? And and if, 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 in Chicago, and like if you think about it, you know that slot guy always eats in that in that John D. Filippo uh, system. So even going all the way back to Nelson Aguilar, remember Nelson Aguilar? And then they even yeah, that's true, right? And then they even at one point that year they when Nelson Aguilar wasn't wasn't handling, they went and traded for Golden Tate, and then it, you know because yeah. and Golden Tate was an immediate uh, impact because you know that's. That's just how it is. They they love to target that slot guy. So, I mean, and also oh. Tyler Gabriel, they got rid of him. So there's only two options on the receiving team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Gabriel's gone, and and Gabriel was a guy they moved around everywhere. So you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and so you know, if it's just Allen Robinson, who who's predominantly an outside guy, and then you know, yeah. and then you got another you know a, a true outside guy burner in uh, Teddy Ginn, who they brought in. You know what I mean? You know, so that slot, that slot, it's gonna be you know all for Anthony Miller, and I, and I love that in that system, and just him as a talent. You know what I mean? And I, I, was, I was also happen to believe it's gonna be Nick Foles. I, I'm not a. Yeah, I agree. I think Nick Foles is gonna win. Yeah, it. even though I was a, I I love Trubisky though, like because he he's fun. Like when he when he gets going, he, he really gets going. But then when he's bad, he's really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? So, and I think Nick Foles is someone steady, and we've seen Nick Foles be able to support, you know, uh, receivers in fantasy. So, you know, what I mean, give me, yeah, give me some Nick Foles with Anthony Miller. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good stack. A lot of people don't realize that's a good stack because the Bears starting, you know, they 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 really uh, are a team that can, you know, their secondary. I know we talked about this before, but their secondary has, you know, they got some rookies this year. It might take a little while for them to get back to 100% and be really good. So yeah. they might be in a lot more games, but they're going to be more shootouts. So. And, I, and uh, man, I, I even heard Eddie Jackson got corona, and I'm, I'm curious to see, like, you know, obviously he, he obviously he got over it. He didn't die. But, you know, I've, I've also read a lot of stories of people having, like, respiratory problems after corona. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't want to read too deep into that. But anyways, so let's go, let's go on a tight end. Okay. So for the tight end, I think one pick that I have as a value is going to be Jack Doyle. Ooh. He's going in the 14th round, but pretty much free in drafts. You can get him at the end of the draft. 
Um, so one thing I like is Eric Ebron is gone, right? So yep. he's a team with Pittsburgh. He's gone. The only person they got is Trey Burton there, and Trey Burton has never panned out at all. So I'm not worried at and all. And Trey Burton is a, he's a system guy because you know he was yeah. he was in that Frank he was there with Frank Reich and and uh, when Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. So I was like, you know, it's more like, hey, come on over here, we can. Yeah. So but he never really panned out, so I'm not worried. And the next thing, too, with the Colts, they don't have a really a wide receiver, too, other than T.Y., and T.Y. gets hurt all the time. They have no major, you know, they, they're saying that um, clearly the rookie, um, uh, Pat, um, I think Patman is his name, it's his last name. Yeah. He's going to get some targets, some work, but rookies take a little while for a first year, and we know Philip Rivers loves a tight end. He normally, they normally get roughly between six to eight targets a game. Yeah. We saw with Hunter last year, so. I think Jack Doyle and then you know get him for free, and you know I think he will be a great, great value in the team. Philip Rivers, Philip Gates, he's always been really good with the tight oh, yeah. so. Even with Hunter Henry and, and and in Frank Reich's system, they they do target the tight end a ton. And yeah. I mean he, Jack Doyle can block too, so he's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be on the field all the time, and that's what you want with your tight end. You you basically want opportunity and snap count like to be high. So because I mean you know. Like guys like Eric Ebron, who's not a good blocker, you know, he, you know, he, you know, he would he would be taken off the off the field sometimes for Jack Doyle, you know what I mean? Like in certain, certain situations, you know what I mean? But yeah, so I got I got one. I'm I'm gonna go with my man John U. Smith. You know oh I mean? yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? John U. Smith. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, man, I can't remember Walker's first name. Ah, but anyways, Delaney. There you go, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. He's gone, and, and when he when he was finally gone last season. We really got to see Jonu Smith, you know, come into his own because Jonu Smith is. I used to I compare him like his skill set reminds me a lot about uh, Jordan Reed back in the days. You know what I mean? They're they're not. He's big. explosive. I didn't know how explosive he was yeah, after catching the yeah, ball. Yeah, dude. He's explosive, but he's a really good talent. So I was very impressed with him last year. Yeah, he's and, and and it's the same thing too. It's like you know they don't. I, I'm not knocking Corey Davis, but I mean you know obviously AJ Brown's their number one option. At, you know in the passing yeah. game, and then I would say number two look would probably be Jonu Smith. You know yeah, I mean? Corey Davis has never hasn't showed up yet. I Sorry, know. So, yeah. <laughs> I I was such a Corey Davis truther. I like I love him as a talent, but he just didn't. They never uh, utilized him correctly. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a system than anything. You know they like to run the ball like that anyway. So I think definitely the tight end. They always Delaney Walker has always been a big um, part of the offense, and I feel like it's going to be the same with Jonas Smith. So. Yeah, another honorable mention would be Hayden Hurst, but I mean, like, yeah. I feel like by the time we get to, closer to the season, he's gonna he's gonna be he yeah, might even get into the overdrafted territory. Like, if he starts going yeah, in the sixth might. round, I'm like, whoa, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Because I love him, you know, at, you know, you know, at the back of the mid rounds. Like, you know, what I mean, if he can stay there, I'm gonna have a ton of him. You know I mean, and then yeah. and then which goes into my next one. I'll segue to the QB position. I love me some Matt Ryan this year. You know what I mean? Like Matt Ryan is going like in the eighth, ninth round. You know what I mean? And if, if you know if I'm in a single QB league, I'd rather wait. And I, you know, that's probably the highest I would go. You know what I'm saying? And, and if he was gone, I would probably fall off and and, and wait. And I'd probably get like a Drew Lock or a, a Danny Dimes or or even someone who I'm super crazy on is uh, my man Gardner Minshew, the Ginsu. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they think about it. So quarterback is all about opportunity. So Gardner Minshew, secondary is terrible. They got okay. rid of both their top corners. So they're going to be trying to score a ton. So yeah, he he has a, he has the weapons. You know, he has a, the wide receiver one already. He has some good corner. He has a good. Have you even looked at his numbers last year? 
He had in only 12 starts, 3,200 passing yards, 21 touchdowns. He had he had zero rushing touchdowns, but he had he had uh, yeah he had like 340 rushing yards. And like if you were to put him on a 16 game pace, you know he would have had 4,200 yards passing. You know, 29 touchdowns, 500 something rushing yards. Like he was even though 340 uh, yards on the ground, he, that made him like fifth uh, at the QB position. You know, uh, fifth overall at rushing the ball. You know what I'm saying? As a key, and, 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 and that's, yeah, good year. That's what that's what I got rid of Nick Foles. They're saying we have our quarterback. Yeah, I love the Ginsu. I'm, 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 I'm. I almost would like even in mock drafts. It's like, you know, what I mean, I end up a lot with Minshew, like as like my last pick because no, no one cares for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, they don't. Yeah. And here's the thing too: is like they brought over Jay Gruden, and Jay Gruden, you know, when he the the, th- the three years with Kirk Cousins, he had you know. For, uh, he averaged about forty-five thousand passing yards. Kirk Cousins, he, you know, what I'm saying he even had a year where he had forty-nine, just shy of five thousand yards passing. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying you know Minshew's gonna have five thousand yards, but forty-two hundred, I can see that at least. And defense is gonna be bad. Yeah, it's gonna be really bad. And think about this: Kirk Cousins in those three years, he had four rushing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, and then four again. So he averaged. Four rushing touchdowns, and like Minshew's already a guy who rushes the ball. They're yeah. gonna call his name on the goal line here and there. You know what I mean? I can see it. I agree. Yeah, I think Minshew, he's a good value. Honestly, he's going free. Like I said, and also after you know, um, you know, you said Matt Ryan. You know, there's some other players that's like right there in this same too. Like I mentioned, Matthew Stafford usually goes right for in the oh, tenth yeah. round. He's I love I love that Stafford call because I'm and, and it's the same thing too, man. That I don't really believe. Uh, uh, Barracuda, what's his name? Cuda, Cuda the Barracuda. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna come through and, and turn that whole secondary around by himself. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a while. I mean, with Ricky's, they're gonna take a little bit of time. I think he's a good talent, but it's gonna take a little while before he can actually translate right on the field. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's gonna be hard. So I, I think you know, even with uh, the Troy line, their defense is gonna be bad again. So they're gonna have to score a ton of points. And then, and like I said, Matthew's gonna have extremely good weapons, right? So you know, he already has, you know. Uh, Galladay on one side, you know, he has Marvin um, Jones. Yeah, Marvin Jones. He has great stockpiles. TJ Hawkinson. And, yeah, so they have a balanced team, you know, so I feel like. And DeAndre should, Swift. DeAndre Swift is great in the passing game, too. And yeah, he does. Even he if, and even if he comes on slow, like these rookies probably are, I mean, Carrion Johnson still, he got hands, too. He's not, like, don't Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. But uh, for. for, for but the quarterback that I that I had written down is going to be Cam. Uh, oh yeah, he's going, in, <laughs> he's going in the tenth round right now. I, I hope his ADP doesn't rise that much. But what people don't realize, like Tom Brady had a bad year last year. He finished as QB twelve. So you know that's without running at all. So you know Cam. He, you know even though people realize, you know, like I said he was uh, hurt last year. He's fully recovered. I don't think the Patriots would sign him if they didn't think he was one hundred percent. He yeah. passed physical. So I think you know he would definitely do pretty good. Um, and then every year that Cam played a full 16 game, he's finished top four in fantasy. Yeah. So I don't think he's finished top four, but I see him definitely finishing in the top 12. I, I agree. He's definitely a back-end QB1 for sure. I think that's his floor. And I can yeah. remember going all the way back to the Broncos with when uh, Josh McDaniels was the head coach, and he had uh, Tim Tebow. Had Tim Tebow, yeah. So yeah, he, there's a mobile there's a and you know Tim Tebow's essentially a fullback that was a signal caller you know what I mean like he was Cam got an arm so that's yeah exactly yeah. Like Cam got an arm there, there's a mobile playbook there in New England 
Plus, Bill Belichick has he has extreme respect for Cam Newton because that's one of the only quarterbacks that Bill Belichick has never defeated. They played each other twice only in their career, and both times he waxed them. You know what I mean? And uh, and like so, and, and then I mean, you look at all the teams that were beating up the Patriots last year. It was you know the Chiefs, it was uh, 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 the Texans, uh, yeah. the, the Ravens. All you know, all mobile QBs. Even over the years, Russell Wilson always tears them up. You know what I mean? Like he, he now he's essentially fighting fire with fire. You know what I mean? He's like, listen, I, I, I got to yeah, get one of them. That's it's scary to have him on that team. It's scary. I'm like, man. Yeah, because it's like we might, you know. And listen, I'm not a Patriot hater, but it's like, man, they're they're they there they go again doing Patriot things. Like they're gonna be in it. You know what I mean? Like as much as they're, they always get, they always they always find somebody. They're right. Here. And they got Cam. I'm like, I blame the rest of the league. It's their fault. All you motherfuckers out there, all you other teams that didn't look at Cam, you guys, you guys are just like, go ahead, Patriots. You know what I mean? And the Patriots got him on a Patriots type of deal. What is it, like a million dollars? No, million. That was, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to start. Man, like, that's the still. Yeah, That's bro. amazing. <laughs> Super still. Yeah, and, and, and you know, so, um. Now we'll go on to this next topic because uh, one thing I enjoy about your page is that you, like I said, great minds think alike, man. Because you know a lot of people don't look into this type of stuff, but but I definitely do. Like I look in strength of schedule. I looked at you know I look at you know hard schedules and you know I, I like to you know it helps me diagnose you know players like when like you know say if I'm in, if I'm in a position yeah like if I'm in a point in the in the draft and I'm like this guy or this guy I might choose the guy that has a better strength of schedule. You know what I mean? Just because if I'm if I'm torn, you know what I mean? And I, I want to. I, I, you know, it could be like the, it could be the deciding factor. You know what I mean? So, let's start off with the strength of schedule. You, you, go ahead and give me a team, or yeah, we'll, 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 we'll touch on this a little bit. Maybe we'll highlight a, a, a couple teams. But um, okay. go ahead and give me one team that has a really nice schedule that's really like fantasy friendly. So for a, a nice schedule, um, I'll start off with the Saints. So both the Saints um, and also uh, the Lions, but Ooh. for the Saints. Yeah, they both they both have really great matchups. I'm gonna break down the full like all the <laughs> all the games. Yeah, that yeah, they no, you don't got to, you know, yeah, yeah, we don't gotta break down each game. Yeah, but but definitely because one thing, playmakers, you definitely want to start out the gate uh, on fire. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yes, I agree. yeah, you know what I mean. And like you know, sometimes and that's where this this is important when you look at the first like the first stretch. You know what I mean? Because you know, by the time we get to December. You know, schedule. You know, certain teams they could they could have a different identity. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they could they could maybe improve or like like look at that Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons last year. Trash on defense. They got to one point in the year. They were, they were a top twelve. You know what I mean? They went from the bottom to the top. You know what I mean? Like, the the bottom twelve to the top twelve. And you know, so so you can't always really diagnose it from the beginning. But yes, looking at the line schedule, looking at um. Uh, yeah, so they, they 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 start off with they got the Bucks. We already we already said secondary is not good for the Bucks. Yeah. And they got the Raiders, which is not a good secondary again. Yeah. Packers, and then they got the and they got the Lions. So the first four weeks, you know, Drew Brees, he's going to get off. He's going to throw a ton of touchdowns. Michael Thomas, uh, you know, all these players are going to have a really good. They have a great start of the season. Um, overall, just looking at their whole sixteen weeks, they only got three hard matchups um, for the whole season that I can see. Um, and they face uh, the Chargers, who got the number one secondary, in my opinion. Um, that's in week between week five and nine. Yeah. Um, then they have the 49ers uh, between week 10 and 13, who has a tough secondary. Yeah. And then a lot of people realize the Chiefs secondary is pretty good. They finished top 10 last year. However, we know Drew Brees, anytime he's going to be a shootout, 
Drew Brees wants to score points. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so we like I that. I don't really see that being a tough matchup for him. Just mainly, mainly. The, the reason why the people realize the Chargers is a tough matchup is because the Chargers, they have a good secondary, but their run defense is not that good. Well, so they, did, teams, they did um, They did draft Kenneth Murray, and he's a great. Yeah, yeah no, they made some moves this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but just, I totally agree. I mean, Denzel Perryman, that's who I mentioned earlier. He was their best. He was their best run stopper, and he's trash. You know what I mean? Because I mean, if you think about it too, that it's, it's a Gus Bradley system. They they run a lot of cover three, so you know you have, you have, you have, and, and so their secondary is that the secondary and then the pass rush. That's what a cover three is all about. So you got Melvin Ingram, and Joey Bosa up front, wreaking havoc, and then you got uh, you know. Now you got Chris Harris Jr. to go along with Casey Hayward, and then you got Derwin James, that fucking probably my favorite safety in the game, right? Besides Jamal <laughs> Adams, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, so the way you used to beat the Chargers is you just run the ball on them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that was a formula. So that's why a lot of teams quarterbacks, and that's why a lot of people don't realize, you know, they'll say, oh, the Chargers they have a great secondary, but like I said, they run the ball against them. So a lot of times, those are not the best matchup for QBs or receivers, because like I said. The coach, at the end of the day, people realize that your NFL teams, they don't care about your fantasy. They want to win the game. Yeah. So whatever is the easiest strategy, then that's what they're going to go with to win. So that's the main formula. <laughs> yeah, no, you ain't lying. Hey, playmakers, they really don't give a fuck about our, our fantasy teams, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. You see, they be taking players out. They don't, they don't care. <laughs> I, I got one. So uh, right out the gate, I actually love the Chargers schedule. Okay. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like they, because they're, I think their first, their first stretch of games is against like non-playoff teams. So it's like okay. I, I, I really love that. I even actually, I've been finding myself with a lot of Chargers DST, just because okay. I, I usually stream defenses, but I, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. But see, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna come to a point where like I'm gonna end up dropping the Chargers defense and stream. But you know, I, I love having the Chargers defense for that first like stretch of the uh, of the of the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, their defense is really good, and they, like I said, um, you know, they got, like you mentioned, Ingram, they got, they got a great defensive line, and they got a good, great secondary, so, you know, they have an easy, you know, matchups, you know, that's how they're going to to win the game, because, you know, they're going to try to protect their quarterback at the beginning, they got Tyrod, or they'll have the rookie there, yeah. they're going to try to have their defense win the game and run the ball, so, it's so true. I agree with that. It's true, and then another team is, uh, I know you, I, when, when me and you were going back and forth, you had mentioned that you used to be a Colts fan, and I actually... Like when it comes to the Colts schedule, it's kind of friendly, man. Like I, I love uh, targeting you know T.Y. Hilton because he has extreme value, um, and, and I've been looking a lot at J- Jonathan Taylor. I just, even though he's a third rounder, you yep. know what I'm saying? Like I just, I feel like, bro, because not only are they the best line in the game, like, yes, yeah, number one. When you look at their, when you look at their schedule, because I, I know you mentioned Naeem Himes, right? But Frank Reich. He's like a game script dependent guy. So if they're yeah. lo- if they're losing, you're gonna see a lot of Naeem Himes. But when you look at their schedule, they might be winning a lot of these games, and they're gonna be eating. Yeah. The cl- they're gonna be run- running that rock. So I mean, you know, I I, I love I lo- and their schedule against the run. I mean, the, the run defenses that that they're gonna play, like they have like the best schedule, bro. Like they, it's like so friendly for running backs. Like if you look, if you take a look, hard look at. Their schedule, all those defenses that they're playing have poor run defenses. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, with the Colts, uh, I, I like I like their matchup as well. Like, I'm looking at it now. They do have some great matchups. Um, so, even, like, with Taylor, yes, he's a high draft capital. But, like I said, I don't I don't mind, you know, reaching a little bit for him. Because I know they spent the high draft capital for the Colts. Yes, yeah, so they want to And you know, he he's a great ball. pass protector, too. 
coming yeah. out of college. He was a three-down back. Marlon Mack, not so great. You know what I mean? Not a good pass. Not, not no, good in pass protection. Yeah. And, I mean, I yeah, so I, I actually think, like, yes, they, they did say they're going to be a one-two punch, but I still think Taylor, and we, I mean, with Taylor, we only need, like, 15 carries a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think he'll get that. Maybe not right out the gate, but he will be a double-digit uh, touch guy right out the gate. Maybe maybe if they start him off slow with 10 or 11 carries, but he's going to eventually supersede, you know, Marlon Mack. You know what I mean? That's... No, I agree. I think he's going to supersede. And also, people don't realize the coach defense is actually good against the run. So they, yeah. they was actually able to hold teams. You know, in the past, their, their defense used to be terrible, and they'll be in a lot of shootouts. But last year, look what they did to the Chiefs last year. You yep. know, they were able to beat the Chiefs and shut them down based on their defense. So their defense is, you know, very good. And now they got Phillip Rivers that's going to try to manage the game as well. So I do like the running backs for the Colts. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, uh, so, so we're starting to wind this thing down. And we're going to go with the teams that have, like, hard schedules. You okay. know what I mean? And uh, yeah, so, so one of them I'll, I'll point out is the Giants, bro. Like, they – Yes. The they Giants, won schedule at the beginning of the season. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, and then, like, I mean, I could I, – I love Danny Dimes. I could see myself picking him up and maybe streaming him, you know, you late, later in the year. Later in the year, though. You know what I mean? Because him off the waiver wire after week four because they yeah. get dropped. <laughs> For real though, like it's their schedule is terrible in the beginning of the year. Oh, so one person too, I'm gonna tell people, like if you're in a league, like if you draft Saquon or someone draft Saquon and you can tell at the week four the player is Oh uh, yeah, pound those trade offers. Try to trade for him because yes. his schedule is super tough beginning of the season. Really tough. Yeah, and like, you know, people do love to panic trade. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes, the, the playmakers. This this is accurate. This is why I bring on my man, fantasy football fit, because he brings he's bringing you that real he's bringing you that that real uh, 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 that real game. You know what I'm saying? To make sure your fantasy your fantasy game is fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, definitely Saquon is going to start off a little shaky. Like I said, after those first four weeks, the schedule opens up a lot. It's a lot easier. But that's first four weeks they face. The top, the, the, all four matchups are top, top defense, top yeah. defense in the past. Man, I oh, hope yeah. they don't destroy Danny Dimes, dude. <laughs> you feel me? Like he's he's playing against like some of the most active front sevens that first four weeks. Like he's gonna get beat up behind that bad line. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle, but yeah, we'll see. But yeah, and then, and then um, I got I got another one. Um, Buffalo schedules is kind of tough too. Mm. I'm just about to say that Buffalo yeah. Bills, man. And I love All Josh Allen. Owners, be be wary, dig owners. He's uh he's gonna have a tough one starting off this season. Even just going against know. Stephon Stephon Gilmore twice a year, yeah. going up against uh, Xavier Howard twice a year. Like, oh my God. man, that's looking at the schedule now. He has seven tough matchups. He's facing. Yeah, I'm not. I don't yeah. think I'm gonna have any digs this year just because of that. No, I'm not. Like that's seven. Yeah, I mean, people don't realize too. Diggs is a good, he's a good receiver, but he's always had another great receiver on, on the other side. Yeah, of taking attention away. Yeah, so we'll see. And then also with the Bills, they don't throw the ball as much. So that's another reason why I'm not big on Diggs this yeah, year. He's gonna true. get number one corner. And he has dental the ball that much. So, you, but yeah, I agree you know with the schedule. You know what I call Josh Allen? I call him the white Cam Newton because what, he's good. Yeah, because I mean, what, but like, if you think about it, what is Cam Newton? He has a big arm. He's he's wildly inaccurate, and and um 
and he loves to call his own number in short yardage situations, goal line situations. That's exactly what Josh Allen does. So I call him the white Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so Josh Allen, like, yeah, his schedule, ooh, ah, I'm a little worried. We'll see. I think he's a little more accurate than Josh Allen, but no, I agree. Yeah, no, no, for, for, he, for sure he's more accurate. <laughs> he's, way, he's way more accurate than a Josh Allen. Man. It is going to be – I am excited to see the white Cam Newton versus Cam Newton, you know, twice a year, though. That's going to be fun. You know I mean? Yeah, no, that's, actually, I'm happy New England made that trade because at first I was like, man, the, the Chiefs have the easiest schedule going for. They really they do. don't have any top players, but now they got Cam, so I think it's going to be a good season. Yeah, man, because, bro, like, the Chiefs – and look at the division the Chiefs are in. It's like, man, they're you know, they're, they're punching you, – you, you could basically punch their ticket into the dance already. Yeah, guaranteed they're getting it. Yeah. I mean, who they're, who they're facing is going to be a tough, a tough challenge for them. Yeah. So, Okay, well, you got you got any, you got any other teams that uh, that we should be weary of the schedule? Uh, let me see. I think we were on the same page. I think you, you definitely had the Giants and the Bills on, on on your list for sure. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing else is like I got some. Yeah, I mean, the only thing else is just some of the running backs that have an easy start to the schedule. Um, I kind of mentioned that before on my page, but uh, Mark Ingram has a pretty easy start to the schedule. Mm. Um, he, he faces the Browns first, the Texans, the Chiefs, and the Redskins. So wow. he's someone too that that is going to be going late in draft. He's going like the sixth or seventh round, where you know the rookies, like you mentioned earlier, they're not going to get the full work on beginning of the season. So he's going to get a lot of work. So I would definitely don't mind drafting him because this beginning of the season is going to be really easy. Yeah, so and, like that. and the fact that uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson is a you know he rushes the ball as well, so it yeah. definitely opens up lanes for the running back. You know what I mean? Because they're always going to be a spy. They're, they're always going to drop a safety in the box to to, to look out for um, for Lamar Jackson and like yeah. And Mark Ingram they run the ball a ton in the Ravens. Oh, that's yeah. all they do. Like yeah. Ravens, they run the ball. So yeah, man. And that's another team too, man. It's like damn, they have a really easy schedule. Like just looking at it right now, I'm like wow. Yeah, yeah. Ravens have a too. That's why I'm like, should I go with uh, um, Lamar Jackson again? Yeah, you're right. Maybe <laughs> looking good. Yeah, you know what? I, I retract. We'll, we'll, we'll retract <laughs> our statements on Lamar Jackson earlier. We'll have no, that I mean, stricken from the record. <laughs> okay, no, so. So um. But, okay. Um, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Continue. Continue. No, no. I was gonna say the other, the last person I thought that was gonna have a great start of the season is going to be um. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy G, he starts off yeah. the season with the Cardinals, the Jets, the Giants, and the Eagles. I love that, That's Jimmy G. Great. Uh, yeah, I like that. And Garden Minshew, too, has a great start of the schedule, too. He got the Colts, the Titans, the the, um, the Dolphins, and the Bengals. So oh, yeah. That's another thing that you mentioned, too. That's a really good start to the season, so. Yeah, man. See this, man. Great value you brought to this episode, my brother. I, I knew it was gonna be a good one. Oh, man, appreciate I, you I, having me. Man, I knew it was gonna be a good one. So okay, I got this. This one's off script. This was the last one, and we'll, we'll close this thing up. So with the with the addition of the seventh seed in both conferences, right? So, go ahead and give me a dark horse. Let's start. Let's start with a in the AFC. Who do you think? Who do you think is a shoo-in for that? Now that we have that extra spot, or maybe not a shoo-in, but someone to, to keep your eyes on. Um, I'm not. Mm, it's a couple of teams. So who do you think is going to be one for real? But I'm kind of. It's a toss-up. Right to be honest, I think the Colts. I think the Colts are someone that people people are sleeping on. Yeah. Because because of the schedules. Oh, oh, and then and then um, and then uh, I will say uh, the Broncos. The Broncos too. Yeah, that is true. 
No, I, I agree. I think, I think both of those options are good. Definitely with uh, the Broncos, they, you know, they went out and they got a good Gordon, a good running back, and they're going to just try to play defense and try to win from there. Got a quarterback. You know, they got their receivers. Um, so, yeah. And then the Colts, they're just one one uh, quarterback away. We've seen it before with Andrew Luck. When, you know, when they were there, they got to the playoffs. I That's love Andrew Luck, bro. bro. I love yeah, I hope Andrew. he comes back. And I hope he comes back. I know, right? Remember when uh, there was a vacancy, a Tom, the Tom Brady vacancy? There was rumors that were like, oh, they're going to try to get Andrew Luck out yeah, of retirement. I like, and man, I was like, the pages, I've been crazy. I would have been pissed. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Like, they're doing it again. Because <laughs> Andrew nah. Luck was my favorite quarterback when he was playing, bro. I loved Andrew Luck. Like, he's just... He looks down really good. And, and it's, it's ironic that when he finally got that line that he needed so badly in his career. And, you know, he was still... He was just so beat up that he was just like, I'm done. Yeah, and he's like, he can't take it anymore. And that's... I mean, hey, kudos to him for, for making that decision because a lot of players, you know, they'll play through it and, you know, get themselves hurt. It makes it... Because at the end of the day, he has to live with his body, right? So, yeah. Really agree with him making that move. I feel like he is going to come back, um, but I don't know the time frame. But I think he probably will come back. You know, he's young, so he can always come back in a couple of years, and teams will still sign him, and he'll do well again. So yeah, and and here's here's one thing too. I will say about Andrew Luck, like he's he's legit an architect that graduated from Stanford. So you know what I mean? Yeah, like no. he could have a career. Like you know what I mean? Oh and, yeah, and, and he, he had a touch, because he said he didn't touch he didn't touch any of his money that he made from his sponsorships or anything. So yeah, he, he got bread. He got he got a lot of bread, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in the NFC, I know, I mean, it's kind of chalk to say, like, the Cardinals. But I will say um, a dark horse that, that I kind of like. Uh, who else do I uh, I kind of like the Bears. You know what I mean? I think the Bears, I think that's. Yeah, yeah if the Bears. I think the Bears, I think the Bears are a nice little sleeper um, in the NFC. Um, and also, like, like you mentioned before, I think everyone's saying the Cardinals. Um, but you know we have to see it first. You know, yeah, clearly exactly. with D Hop being there and everything else, you know they do have some you know good options. But yeah, I, I think I think the Bears is good. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see exactly you know how it's going to look. But yeah. I agree. I mean, you know what? So here's my scenario, right? Like we could see like say Trubisky starts out the gate, right? Say it's not Nick Foles. Trubisky, you know, we've seen him have a you know some some good stretches. So maybe he has like maybe they go two and four. Then they bring in Nick Foles, and they go like you know, uh, let's say uh, four and three, right? So now that's what that's seven, eight, nine. So now that they're in the week ten, you know what I'm saying? And and they're already above five hundred, right? You know what I'm saying? Like all you need is to be honest, you only need like nine to be nine and seven this year, and that that can get you in to the dance. Yeah, the division is not that strong, so yeah. And think if you think about this too. You know, last year it would have been the Steelers and the Rams. That the, those would have been the seven seeds if they had it last year, and both those teams were nine and seven. So it's going to be. I think the Steelers, the Steelers are, are a good sleeper too because yeah. now Big Ben is back, so they got their defense that's legit. It is just more of just having a quarterback that's that do okay. You know, Big Ben the first time he's going to have a team where their defense is you know very um, true. believable. You know, they, he hasn't been in the past, but in the last couple of seasons he hasn't had a really good defense. So. You know, um. One of my under—I don't think I got to mention an under uh, an undervalued uh, receiver, and so I will say Terry McLaurin, right? I forgot. Oh yeah, definitely. I forgot He's to mention him But 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 also undervalued at running back, an honorable mention is James Conner, dude. Like, oh yes, James. No, if he—he's—he's he's, he's bad. He's a bad motherfucker. He just gets hurt. 
He just yeah, gets he hurt. Great, but but we know with the Pittsburgh Steelers system, they're going to give him the number. They they only use one running back. That's, yeah. that's what Tomlin does his whole career. So if he's and, and they didn't draft any running back either, so that's that tells me. Well, that they actually still, did. They actually did. His name but was, that was late. It was like the fifth yeah, round. Yeah, but so but like, but still, though, I think he'll immediately be the number two. So like, if you have yeah. James Conner, go ahead and hand, I, I'm not mad. I'll handcuff McFadden. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, I would. And you know, I, James Conner right now, he's going in the third round, back of the third. No, he's he's, he's, he's like in the fourth. One he's, value, so I agree. He's in the early fourth even sometimes. So I was like, I yeah. love that. You know what I mean? It's it's, a, it's crazy how late he's going, and a lot of people are just they're just frustrated him last year because they spent the high draft capital on him. But now in the third round, you know, you can get him as a running back too, and not have to worry. And if he's if he's healthy. Then you know you're fine for the whole season. You know that that's honestly I, I don't I think he's a great value pick. Um, he's someone I'm not afraid to draft. Um, also, Gurley too is another good pick too. You know, mm-hmm. someone that I feel like good, that, so. that third round that that round three running back crop is is pretty crazy. It's like Todd Gurley, yeah. Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. like it's crazy that like the disrespect that they're giving that, that you know what I mean. Like I love it though. Let's yeah. be clear. I love that. You know what I mean? Let's let's. Yeah, I'll take him. I'll take all of them that around, and then people just are holding out. will just be disappointed, but I'll take him definitely. You see how crazy Todd Gurley's uh, the lineup he's on, bro? That's you got Julio, Calvin, Hayden Hurst. Todd Gurley. This is like the best offense he's been. Like you people don't realize. Like yeah, when you, anytime you have Julio Jones on one side, like that's is the best receiver you probably play with, and then you got Ridley on the other side. Who's also phenomenal? Matt Ryland too. So yeah, man. He's gonna see a high percentage of six man boxes, like religiously. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I used to I used to argue with people and be like, well, you know, dirt cutter system. I mean, what running back have we seen shine in a dirt cutter system? But at the same time, he's never had a running back this talented. So yeah, that's true. And yeah. even last year with Devontae Freeman, him being out, he still got like eighty some targets. So if he getting, you know, that's the one thing about Todd Gurley. When he gets to the red zone, he scores touchdowns. He's always been a good red zone running back. And oh, if yeah. he's gonna get if he's gonna get eighty targets, like last year he finished as a running back one, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he sure were did. disappointed with him last year. So And, and know, they shouldn't gonna, have been. They shouldn't have been yeah. mad, him being a third round value. Like it's come on, he's you were getting him in the third round. You yeah, anyway. still, so yeah. I, I'm fine with him. If I'm getting a running back one in the third round, I'll take it. And then this year I feel like his passing um his passing yards are gonna go up. He, that's the reason why he didn't have he wasn't like a high end running back one because he wouldn't get him as targets. But this year with Atlanta, you know, they signed a one-year deal, so there's no reason for them to try to, you know, keep him and try to, you know, you know, preserve his body and his cut at the end of the season. So, well, if you think about it too, like that whole all those the crop of running backs we just listed, the the, the Leonard Fournettes, the Chris Carsons, the Todd Gurleys of the world, James Conners, like they're probably in this range because of people scared of their injury history. You know what yeah, I mean? that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Listen, you don't win championships by playing scared. You know what I mean? Like, you, you hear me, playmakers? You got balls out, balls to the wall, cutthroat. You feel me? But yeah, my brother, man. Thanks again, man. This was this was epic. You know what I mean? Go ahead uh, before we close Thank the thing you out. For me. Oh man, anytime, bro. I, 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 I'm glad that we finally got uh, to get this first one out of the way because I, I, I definitely yes. want to bring you back. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, definitely. Just let me know. We can definitely do this again, yeah, man. I had a great time. Cause man, you you definitely speak the language, you know what I mean? You're not you're not a you're not a hack out here. Like there's a lot of hacks, you know what I mean? There definitely is though. You know what I mean? Like it's. Nah, I, I'm pretty sure once you started up, you re- you realize how many fantasy pages are out there. Like there's just a million of them. You know what I mean? And like. A lot. 
And so definitely a lot. I was surprised. I didn't actually think it was going to be that many because I didn't really know. But when I started, Me neither. I, was like, I was the same way. I was like, yo, I'm going to be, I was like, you know, I, I love to drink and smoke and like, you know, I, you know, that's part of my personality. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, mm. I'm outgoing. Like, and I was like, there's going to be no one like me in the industry. And then like, yeah. you know, there's a million motherfuckers like me in the industry. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, it's a lot of pages. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the, the cream rises to the top. So, you know, that's why you're one of the top ones out here, which is great. So yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? And you're, and you're definitely someone that, I, you know, uh, if, if I can... If I can contribute by any in any way, like to help you know people get more attention towards you, like that's what I'm here for. That's what the GMM Network's about. You know, I just I, I love showcasing like people that are really awesome in, in, when it comes to this fantasy shit. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, there's a lot of hacks. You know what I mean? I mean, and, and I will say this: one of the biggest hacks in the world when is the, the fantasy the, the fantasy counselor, and he's one of the biggest names being a hack. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of funny, but but still though, playmakers, all you're gonna get over here from the from the real fantasy playmakers are, are right here on the GMM network. You're only gonna you only we're only gonna bring in guys that really speak the language, and and uh, my man Fit right here, he's definitely one of them. Thanks again, hey, man, and uh, let them know one more time where they can find you. Yeah, so for anything fantasy football, it's gonna be fantasy football fit on Instagram. Um, like I said, I do do personal training and uh, things like that. So that's Kenny King Fitness. That's my personal page. So follow me on both. Hope you guys have a great one. Thanks for having me again, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, anytime, bro. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll, I'll see you out there in the Instagram world. You know what I mean? All right, man. Have a good one. Yep, you too. Be safe. Peace. Peace. And that was my man, Fantasy Football Fit.